Hi, and welcome to this episode of A Couple of Ketos. I'm Scott. And I'm Jessica. And, and we finished week seven. one. Yeah. <laughs> we made it through our first seven-day week of yes. keto. Wow. I know. It doesn't feel like it's been a week. It's been a long week. Not because of keto per se, but... It's kind of because of keto. Yeah, okay. It's because of keto. <laughs> Feeling tired and thinking about it all the time and being so mindful about it. It you definitely know, does become a very vital part of your routine. Yeah. Like you're constantly thinking about what you can eat and what you can't eat. Even if you plan all your meals out, if you get like the urge to eat or like a snack, you have to be like, oh, I have to check this. Yeah. I, I will say that. I don't think we've have as much of a habit of snacking in between, say, like lunch and dinner. Mm -hmm. um, so it hasn't been as much of an issue for us in terms of like thinking we want to eat early because of dinner. But sometimes we do want to budget a little bit more in advance for dinner because some like because as we learned earlier in the week that some things can sneak up on us and have <laughs> a lot more carbs than we had anticipated and so i've been a little bit more like nervous in terms of that and just like putting things into the app to make sure that yeah it's okay for us yeah we started preemptively adding ingredients and dishes to get a rough idea of what we expect yeah a rough idea <laughs> and then we like tweak it during dinner time when we actually make the meal mm -hmm. to just like make sure we're doing it okay yeah yeah for sure but in a way it's it's kind of nice i mean what else can you be preoccupied right now anyway yeah, so that's true. that's true better to it's good to be about your health mm -hmm. so how'd you feel today today i felt a lot better than yesterday i still felt a little drained off and on throughout the day but not as bad we did decide not to work out today but we did some stretching exercises and we're following this like splits app mm -hmm. to help us increase our flexibility so um we did that instead it's actually it's a like a each work well workout each stretch out is like <laughs> out. uh 20 to 25 minutes and it starts with a light warm up and usually culminates in some form of the splits, whether it's center splits or side splits. Yeah. Um, and it's a three month program. I don't think it's necessarily meant to get you to the splits in three months. I mean, we certainly aren't going to be at the it's splits. It's just broken up into beginners, yeah. intermediate, advanced. Yeah. And each stage is a month. Yeah. But it's actually a really nice app. Um, it gives you some really good exercises and it, you know, it, checks off every day that you do it and lets you rest every five days yeah so it's a good kind of a motivator to and, just stretch daily mm -hmm. and we have definitely noticed a lot of increase in our flexibility mm -hmm. it's called splits training and it's free so that's really nice and you can set notifications to remind you hey you haven't you know stretched today yeah so we did that and um we just decided not to work out um, this coming week either because we just felt kind of drained. Well, mostly me. I'm saying we, but mostly me. Oh, I, I felt, felt it too. I felt pretty drained like this past week and I just want to take it a little easy. Mm -hmm. And we've read before that it's hard to build muscle on keto. Yeah. And I had wanted to just like maintain stuff on keto, but hopefully the stretching will help a little bit. And our goal is to lose a little bit of the fat on our bodies. And then once we finish keto, maybe in the next week or so to then do an exercise while eating carbs mm -hmm. 
to help build up some of the muscle that we may have lost during keto. Because I definitely feel like my muscle mass has decreased a bit. Mine too. Or at least like my muscles feel weaker. Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah, mine too, for sure. I feel like with the exercise that we did do this week, like I was doing some uh, additional little extra exercise each day. And I don't feel like I've gained any volume or strength or anything like that i think my muscles are just at the same point they were so which makes sense yeah. if your body is in like starvation mode it's not going to want to bulk up on your mm-hmm. muscles it's nope. going to try and conserve as much as it can yeah. and it'll break down whatever it needs to yep yep and thankfully it is breaking down some of our fat as we commented yeah. the other day that we were yep. both thinner so that's good which is really nice so i didn't feel that tired just little off and on waves of it. What about you? I felt good today. I felt, for the most part, normal. I didn't feel that drained. My energy, my mentality pretty much felt like uh, when I wasn't on keto. So I think maybe I'm finally past the, the keto flu stage. Oh yeah, I didn't really get spacey or anything. I know, right? Oh. Finally. Um, I did feel a little thicker in the gut today. Like, looking in the mirror and stuff, I... I don't feel like I gained any weight, nothing like that, but I just felt fuller. Um, and that may just be from having eaten a lot more protein yesterday, mm. which is a good thing. I think it helped both of us uh, feel more recovered today compared to yesterday. But I think it also just made me feel a little less empty mm. in my stomach and my intestines. <laughs> but uh, Full in the gut. Full in the gut. <laughs> but I felt good today and I'm still feeling good now. So fingers crossed this, this is how I feel going forward that's good yeah, yeah. that would be really awesome if you're over the keto flu and get to know what it feels like to be over all that yeah, you can feel like there those, <laughs> you feel like those hunter and gatherers uh, yeah maybe <laughs> now you just gotta go out and kill a lion or something oh geez uh, no thank you <laughs> but yeah let's see how we did today all right so today We did not too bad. We ate 18 grams of our 20 grams of total carbs. 69 grams out of our 108 grams of fat. 73 grams out of our 142 grams of protein. So not too bad, I think. Ratio-wise, it ended up being pretty good. So Mm -hmm. our chicken salad, which we've been having all week. We went back to it today Mm -hmm. uh, because yesterday we had the salmon to compensate for dinner. But today we had the chicken salad again. Our last remaining portion of our delicious chicken salad. 10 grams of carbs there. And for dinner, remember the Alfredo sauce that we had made back on Wednesday or day three? We used some of that leftover sauce, sprinkled it on some sautéed asparagus, and uh, put it on some chicken thighs as well. And we put that, you know, we cooked that all in butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It smelled so good. Yeah. It was very, very tasty. And Super that, tasty. That meal was good because it wasn't too many carbs and a decent amount of protein and fat. So. Yeah. Yeah. So another good meal. And speaking of meals, we planned meals for the upcoming week. Today, we thought about what we want to do for our lunches and various different dinners. So. We'll spare the details for when we eat it during the week, but we're going to do some chicken asparagus stuff. We're going to do some steak with like a modified barbecue sauce that's carb friendly. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to try a keto pizza. 
Yeah, I hope that turns out good. Yeah. And also keto mini cheesecake cup. Yeah, we're super excited for that. Um, an interesting thing that we spent a while researching today is that if you're going to do any kind of baking, you need a sugar substitute. Mm-hmm. And there's quite a few out there. Stevia, monk fruit extract, um, erythritol. Uh, yeah, there's a handful the, of I think them. those are the top three. Yeah. And they're all compared to regular sugar, much lower carb. Some are good for baking. Some are not. And you have to be careful because if you buy it just at the grocery store, a lot of them are filled with, or I mean, come with uh, filler ingredients yeah. to help it with baking and stuff would actually make it not as low carb as you're supposed to be. Right. Yeah. So that was something that we learned about today. So we're going to hopefully find what we need tomorrow when we go grocery shopping so we can successfully make low carb cheesecake. Right. I'm like really excited to just like scour the nutrition facts on packets that we find tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, are you lying about this or not? Yeah. It's definitely important to discern, you know, when you're reading recipes or like facts online, what kind of quote keto or like low carb or, you know, whatever else Mm -hmm. they mean, because they may mean something, but not really yeah like one of the things we used to help plan meals was a cookbook that is not a keto cookbook and so most of the things we immediately tossed out but there were several things that said you know five grams of carbs per serving and six grams and we're like oh wow cool we marked down and then we looked and like oh makes four servings like okay that's the ingredient that's the um, macros for one serving and we're like looking at the actual amount to see how much do we think a serving this really is you know in some cases we're like oh that's like a very small amount of food, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you really ate, you probably would each person need all four servings to make a meal and then not keto anymore. Right. Yeah. Because if you do four times the amount of carbs that they listed, you yeah. might be over. So it's all tricky. Or like, say, even just raw ingredients. Like if you were to get monk fruit extract, but some things will add other dextrose or something mm-hmm. then it'll completely negate the fact that monk fruit extract has zero grams of carbs yeah so you really gotta pay attention to things like that yeah but nevertheless looking at things like that does give you inspiration for things that you can do that are mm-hmm. keto and definitely makes you a lot more mindful about oh yeah food we, and we were looking on yelp to see if there were any restaurants or takeout delivery places mm-hmm. in um our area and there really weren't any besides keto like bakeries which is all like dessert things or keto like meal prep delivery services like where they send you the ingredients and you still have to cook it yourself yeah which is nice that they have those keto meal prep things some of them caught our eye and we thought oh that might be something to try at one point but there wasn't any like regular just delivery just, restaurant just that a had keto options. Made dinner. Yeah. So that was a little disappointed. Yeah. But at the same time it motivated us to be more, you know, into cooking our own food. And I think that way we have a lot more control over it as well. Because despite the fact that they give you the nutrition facts, like you don't know if that's exact or not, but I doubt the chefs weigh things and measure things. Yeah. I've been really appreciating that food scale that you've got, despite what yes, I had originally said. I knew it. But only because we've been That's, doing keto. Yeah, fair enough. And going <laughs> after keto, we probably won't use it as much. But <laughs> ever. Well, maybe when we very rarely bake. 
Yeah, so um, that really helps that we are able to physically just weigh whatever ingredients we are using. So it's very applicable to Mm -hmm. whatever meal we are eating. Yeah. That's really helpful. Yeah, super helpful. And it also is nice because we don't eat breakfast because we do uh, intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. And so that means we only have two meals a day to prepare for. And and speaking of intermittent fasting, I know we've mentioned a few times on this. We're not really doing it so much for the weight loss as the other health benefits that come with it. Right. Um, Because. So the main reason for like doing intermittent fasting is to decrease your insulin levels down to you know nothing or a very low level and it takes a long period of time for your body to actually do that because every time you eat food your body reacts with some insulin because insulin is the hormone that's responsible for essentially allowing your cells to accept sugar and then making them want to convert that sugar into fat and the more insulin you have the more likely your cells are to store the fat and if you have too much insulin because you're eating all the time from stacking Um, heavy meals, you know, you're constantly digesting things, you can actually develop an insulin resistance, meaning that your cells are just not going to react to that. And because there's insulin all the time. Yeah. So they just are like, well, I don't care anymore. Like I'm not (laughs) opening my door to you, (laughs) you know, too many carolers. I don't want to hear another song. It's like telemarketers. And so then you end up with too much sugar in your bloodstream and that leads to diabetes. So, I mean, none of us are really at high risk for diabetes, but even beyond that, obesity um, studies have been finding is also linked to higher insulin levels or continuously high insulin spikes. Right. And And there's been a lot of studies that can like um, linking it to better cardiovascular system um, benefits and all this other stuff. And so we've been trying to stick with this intermittent fasting, which means that you can pick what period you want to do. The most typical one and the easiest one is a 16 to 8, which means you fast for 16 hours and then you eat for 8 hours. Yeah. So for us, we chose noon to 8 p.m. as our eating hours, which fits perfectly because you just skip breakfast, which a lot of people do anyways. And then we start eating lunch at noon Mm -hmm. and then you can eat dinner at like 6 7 p.m and you have a little grace period mm-hmm. where you can eat all the way until 8 p.m and then you stop yep. and that's when you start your fasting until the next day at noon yeah and that really just gives your body some time to just get used to not having a continuous blood sugar rush yeah. right because even if you eat at say 10 p.m Your body's still digesting that way past midnight until like 2 a.m., you Mm -hmm. know, and you wake up at 6 or 7, you eat something else that's usually high in sugar because all breakfast foods are. Oh, breakfast foods like the most unhealthy (laughs) stuff you can eat. Cereal, granola, yogurt, all that stuff, super high in sugar. Yeah, it's funny because they say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, which has become this idea that you have to wake up and eat. And that's probably not true. But at the same time, what you eat to break your fast in that regard is sometimes considered really important because, you know, if you're doing this intermittent fasting and the first thing you eat is like super sugary food and all that stuff, you're going to super spike your insulin. So intermittent fasting combined with keto 
um, is good because your body doesn't get as much of an insulin response when you eat fat and protein as it does when you eat carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. So. And that was one of the factors that we looked into when we were looking at these sugar substitutes because you also hear on the news that, you know, these diet, diet sugar substitute things are bad for you. But there are certain ones that are bad and certain ones that are okay for mm-hmm. you. And there, these the top three that we had listed, you know, stevia, monk fruit, extract, and erythritol, doesn't really spike your insulin level because certain diet substitutes, even though it has zero carbs or zero calories, still makes your body respond mm-hmm. in the way of regular sugar, and so your insulin will still rise, like yeah. you had actually taken sugar, which yeah, you want to avoid. Yeah, and it's almost worse because those are like empty calories that are then just adding to the problem it's like you don't Mm -hmm. even get the sugar to actually i don't know like run off of for a little bit i don't know but yeah anyway yeah so the intermittent fasting is is something that we it's just part of our lifestyle now Uh, we haven't done any long-term fast i think we did a 24-hour fast once sort of unintentional because we got busy with work and ended up having to skip (laughs) a couple of meals um uh but Yes, that we you, haven't done anything longer, like a thirty-six hour yeah. fast, which I know you're dying to do. I would like to try doing a thirty-six hour, forty-eight hour fast at some point because I've heard that once your body goes beyond like the thirty-hour mark, like a bunch of biochemistry happens that a lot makes you produce all kinds of things, and you're supposed to have expedited like cell regeneration abilities and. And produce all kinds of different things that are supposed to be helpful for your body. Because it, it's in starvation mode at that point. So it's trying to do all these things to like preserve itself. Oh so boy. it's supposed to help you out. Like you don't want to do this all the time. Another keto flu. Yeah, it will give you keto. Yep, you'll be in keto at that time, of course. <laughs> um, but you got to be prepared for that mentally and uh, physically too. And we will not do that on keto. I think that'd be too No, too I think that'd be too much. That'd be starvation squared. Starvation yeah. on top of starvation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think but, you still need to, to convince me on that. Yeah. You gotta really mentally prepare me for that because I just, I can't even imagine going through a date without eating something. Yeah. Like literally nothing. Yeah. You can have water. I guess you got tea and coffee. But that's it. That's it. Yep. And then and what do you do the rest of the day? Well, you just you do your other stuff, but yeah, I mean you're gonna obviously get hungry. I've heard though that if you do long term fasts like this, the first two days are the worst and then it gets easier. But that's the still first two, two days? days. Well How the first day longer? is like you can kind of sustain a willpower and then the second day is is the worst because like your willpower is kind of depleted. And you're like super hungry. But if you make it through the second day, I've heard that after that, a lot of people said that they feel like they can just keep going for several days and it wouldn't bother they them. They just don't care. Their mentality yeah. has been broken. Yeah. And their body too just gives up. They're like, well, I guess you're not feeding me. So fine. Interesting. That's what I've heard. Huh. But that second day. I've- Is that for people who are doing 72 hour fasts or longer? Because for us, like 48, I felt like was a decent long fast. Yeah. I mean, I guess it would be longer than 48 hours at that point. Mm. People who are doing fast for three, five days, stuff like that. So they're going to be in ketosis. They will be. Yep. Do they complain of keto flu symptoms? I don't know. I haven't researched if there's, I would, I would think so, but maybe because you have no food, your body 
reacts differently. You don't actually get the keto mm. flu. I haven't read anything about saying saying that if you're doing that kind of fast, you're gonna feel the symptoms of a flu. So yeah, that's, maybe not. That's tricky, huh? Yeah, maybe not. That's weird. So so if you feed your body a bunch of fat and and protein, it's gonna feel worse than if you just starved yourself. <laughs> I, I yeah maybe. <laughs> Yeah, it seems kind of weird, but... Interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe if we ever decide to do something like that down the road, we can podcast about that. Mm-hmm. Here's complaint. Oh, I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and then it actually, oh, I'm fine. I don't have to ever eat again. Yeah. Well, thanks for sticking with us for the first week. I'm yeah. I'm proud that we stuck it through. I know. A whole week of keto. It's been tough, but worth it. And uh, stay tuned. Thanks for listening.